and Gio coming to you live. Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We'll do some calls on this Hall of Fame stuff now. And it's not your average Hall of Fame discussion that you're going to hear for the rest of the day on Sports Talk Radio shows because that nothing, absolutely nothing, makes me run away from Sports Talk Radio more than Hall of Fame talk. It is the most boring, asinine stuff on earth. So I just want to know, my question is this, why does it matter to you that much? Now, what I saw yesterday is this massive reaction from sports fans, baseball fans. I mean, it was trending, it was crazy, it was top headlines everywhere, especially with not as much going on middle of the week with the NFL games on Sunday. It just took over Twitter and the sports news cycle yesterday. So that's why I'm reacting to it. I just don't understand why that many people get that wrapped up in this thing and then end up trashing a guy who had a great career. I mean, does it really matter to you that much that Scott Rowland got an individual achievement like this? I mean, and that and that's the thing that's insane to me. This guy doesn't belong in there. All right, well, maybe you should have become a baseball writer because then you would have had something to say about it. I'm just thinking, like, for a guy that <clears throat> doesn't really care about any of this you care about part of this because you've, you've created a firestorm right now well i don't but yes but this is why you gotta you gotta i don't care about the hall of fame okay i don't understand why people get so mad at it like that's the thing i need to get i need to figure out and i really want to know and then when people give me these arguments about it's heaven it's this it's not like it's not heaven so that to me is like that argument's not going to cut it. So basically it's like convince me why it's important that the Hall of Fame matters to you and why you're so offended that guys like Scott Rowland get inducted into a Hall of Fame. Like it should not change your memories about these players. Like this guy goes, well, isn't it uh, offensive to a guy like Ken Griffey Jr. that he's in the same conversation with Scott Rowland? No, he's not. We all know that. We all know that Ken Griffey Jr. is better than Scott Rowland. We understand that. Everybody knows that. Now, just because these guys put a plaque in the same area as Ken Griffey Jr., Scott Rowland's plaque doesn't mean they're on the even playing field. Doesn't mean that the players that you liked, like Bernie Williams or whoever the hell else, or some of these other guys that aren't in, doesn't make their career worse and this guy's career better. Doesn't mean anything. Who would you take, Carlos Beltran or Scott Rowland? Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to play that game? No! <laughs> and then the Pete Rose Hall of Fame, too, is another one of those things. It just makes yes. me want to rip my eyeballs out and juggle with them. Uh, all right, let's go to Joe in New Jersey. What's going on, Joe? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, we're doing well, Joe. What's on yes, your mind? Yes, we're doing great. Oh, doing great. Love you guys. Uh, question is, well, not a question, but, Gio, the, the, the Hall of Fame matters. And I don't think the anger is at the player. I think the anger is at the institution that lessens the bar of what a player should be at that. And I think that's the problem. Okay, so the, the institution is what exactly? The, the writers. The right. And, and, in and the Hall of Fame, they lessen the bar, and these players get in who are, A, some are compilers. Yeah. B. Some are just not that good. Okay. And and, and how it. does and and how does that really change anything about what happened in the past? Like how well, does that 
How does that it, change? It doesn't. Right. So that I like, and it's it's anger is not at the player though. You said they're angry. Well, they but they end up trashing him. All I mean, yeah. all I saw yesterday was him getting crushed about this guy yeah. got in. Look at this. This guy hit this and got in. This is a joke. How could he possibly well, be compared to these guys? And then everybody started comparing their own favorite players to him and uh, his, you know, and his uh, legacy. Understood. I just I, I I honestly think it's more at like. You gotta be kidding me, you gotta raise the bar. Okay, so if you know that Scott Rowland was one type of player and you saw him play and you don't compare him to these other guys, and your opinion's not going to change about that, what does it matter that the baseball writers have a different opinion? Um, because my opinion is he's not in that category. Right, so you you have that opinion whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not, right? So it's not as if that Scott Rowland is in the Hall of Fame is now forcing you to feel differently about Scott Rowland. Uh, no, correct. Right. Understood, so, but I think that's where the anger comes from. Oh, oh okay. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, and that's the anger that I don't understand. That's the anger that I don't understand. It just doesn't change. It doesn't change your memories of a player. It doesn't now all of a sudden validate a guy or not validate a guy. And as I mentioned, I know people like this guy should be in because I like this guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've got so many great memories of players that would never sniff the Hall of Fame ever. And like, like, like Benny Agbayani. I loved Benny Agbayani. Oh. He hit that 13, 13th, 13th inning home run against the San Francisco Giants in the 2000 NLDS. He's number 50, a big Hawaiian. Like, I loved it. my favorite, one of my favorite Mets of all time, Edgardo Alfonso. Love that guy. Thought he was awesome. I got a picture of me and him in spring training that I still have. Like, these guys are never going to sniff the Hall of Fame. I don't care what anybody else thinks about them. That doesn't mean a thing to me. Doc and Daryl. Exactly. Think about all the excitement they brought you. And Lenny and Wally. So if someone else feels differently about that guy, thinks they're either worse or better, and decides to give them a plaque, what does it change the way that you feel about it? It should not. That's my point. Okay. That's my point. All right. We get uh, your point. All right. Let's go uh, to oh, Brian Rascona from Glenhead. What's going on, Brian? What's up, guys? Good morning to hey, you. Hey, man. What's up? Uh, you think that you think those refrigerators are bad? Do you ever check out that microwave in that break room? Yes. About a month ago, I opened that up, and it, it looked like someone had thrown in like a, a like had nuked a mouse in there. It was like it guts and like hair, and it was just oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so, Brian, the other thing too is is that there was a thought that the R on the uh, on the baked ziti was yours. Is that true? I did. I, I did hear that. No, it's not. I haven't put anything. The only thing I put in those fridges is my water because I don't want to walk all the way to the cafeteria to go get a water. So, if I bring a bottle of water in, I keep it in there for maybe an hour tops. Oh, but I God. keep it on the door. I keep it on the door. I don't put it with all the other stuff that's been in there forever. I'm playing with fire, man. I'm telling you, playing with fire. It's capped. It's capped. It's not like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I put it in there for an hour, and then I take it out an hour later. That's right. Right. What that's else you got for us, man? So the Scott Rowland thing, it sticks. Oh, now, listen, I agree with you uh, about not caring about if a guy makes it to the hall or if they do or they don't. I totally agree with you 100%. The only reason why Rowland sticks in my craw a little bit is because, I grew up as a Mets fan, and he was a Met killer when he was on the Phillies and the Cardinals, and I couldn't stand him. And if he wins, I don't care if he wins something at a carnival. I don't want that guy to win anything, anything at all. And that's why it's stuck in my craw. 
and he made the Hall of Fame. So I just wanted to chime in. Okay. And that's, why, that's why I care. All right, that's fine. I mean, this is a guy that you don't like and you don't want to see him get any accolades. But don't you think, uh, well, what are you, 40 years old now? Yes. You got uh, a couple of kids. How are you, yeah, yeah. you, you going to feel when Chase Utley makes it? <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's another one. I mean, right. can't 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 we let that stuff go from back then? Is what I'm trying to say. Like there were guys that I really couldn't stand back in the day. Utley was a dirty guy. He was a dirty guy. I don't know how popular he was with the media, and we, you know, you discussed that it's more of a popularity contest than anything else. So he might have a more difficult time getting in because I think it's more of a popularity contest. He was kind of a a dirty player, but I just for me. Growing up, and when you're a kid, it means more. So when you see these players grow, you know, kill your team. And I can't remember, was Roland on that 06 Cardinal team? Oh, man. Was he? Was, just was, Google I it. Definitely don't want to see him. In, right, no. I can't stand anybody on God, I just, I mean, obviously, I remember Supon. I remember Yadier. I remember Pujols. I remember Wainwright. Wayne I remember, yeah, those are the ones. He was on that team. Yeah, he, he was, was starting yeah. third baseman. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was on that team. So yes. you know what? I don't want to see him in the hall. So <laughs> well, <don't> see, that's <laughs> your boy Jim Edmonds is on that team. Right, right, exactly. Uh, Owen in New Jersey. What's going on, Owen? Good morning, guys. Hey. Craig, I, 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 just one point, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, two points. Yeah. Um, the first one is... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we got, got you. Here. Go got you. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, sorry. No problem. So, you're, so, I just feel... I know that we made the point, and it was a couple points made, but I, I think baseball fans don't want the Hall of Fame to get watered down like the other Hall of Fame. And that's really the issue. So what, why, though? So the question is, the question is why? Okay, well, because it's always, like, you, you were talking about the Ken Griffey thing, right? If you, and I know that this point is made, but I, I like this point. If you have to think about a player being in or not being in, like, I don't have a, I don't have a vote, so you're right. Like, I'm not a writer. But if I don't, if I want guys that if you think he is, then he is. If you have to think about it, then he's not. All right, so you have those opinions on players, and right. it, guys go into the Hall of Fame, some guys don't. Does your opinion on that player change by what the baseball writers say? No, absolutely not. So then what does it matter what they think? Because I want to keep it at a point where it doesn't get watered down. So does it... <laughs> okay, but I once again, I know, I why? I mean, so like it's still a museum in upstate it's, New York, and it's still a place I, that people go and that. enjoy, right? And there's a right. plaque on the wall. But if it doesn't change but your I, opinion on the player or not, then what does it matter who's in there? I, I totally agree with everything you just said. The point is, basketball Hall of Fame, football Hall of Fame, hockey, they let everybody in. The baseball Hall of Fame has always been different. I like that tradition. I like that they keep the standards higher. Now they're lowering their standards for somebody like Scott. He was great. He was a great defensive player, very good player. But if I have to think again of, of him being a Hall of Famer, then he's not. Yeah, I mean, so, but the, here's the thing that I'm, that that I keep coming back to, that the argument is being made, and, and I'm not going to continue to repeat this point. If you have your opinions about these guys and who is great and who is not, keep those opinions. Those are your opinions. That's how you feel about the game. That's great. And what someone else thinks, whether it's your buddy, or whether it's John Morosi of Fox Sports, or whether it's Ian O'Connor, 
What they think doesn't matter. It really does. Well, that's does what I'm matter. trying to get to. It does matter for the guys getting into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yes. That's what matters. Yes. Them and their family and their personal business and all of those things. And the fact that they can get extra bucks for their autograph for the because they put HOF on the end. That's what matters. You know, the amazing thing is, to me, that if you really want to get into discussion about all of this... Is okay. A guy like Scott Rowland makes it great for him, and I just gave him a shout out. So I'm I'm happy for him, and, and seems like a nice guy. He's had a really good baseball career, but he gets in, but A Rod does not, and A Rod doesn't even come close to getting in. He only gets about thirty five percent of the vote. Yeah, that that's really where the discussion should be. Sure, and and like this is another reason why I don't take the opinions of these writers seriously because of that. Because of that morality high ground bullcrap that they're on, where we all know that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and A. Rod, they're, they're all we all know that they they're Hall of Famers, but they refuse to put them in. So, like in my mind, those guys are Hall of Famers, some of the greatest players I've ever seen yes. play. And and whether or not you know, Bob Nightingale wants to sit there on his high horse and vote for him and put a check mark on a piece of paper, I don't give a crap. You know, the amazing thing is, is what these leagues <clears throat> have all done is that they have gotten these writers involved because they're the ones who cover the sport, they're the ones who promote the sport, they're the ones who write about the sport. And it's smart for these leagues to get these writers involved because it keeps the thing churning and burning and for discussions like we're having this morning. Yes, that is correct. That That's why they're involved, although the NFL has kind of modified some of that. Sure, absolutely. And I always feel good for any player that gets that on. Thank you, so do I. CBS Sports Network. You know, so Jerry, you're sitting here, and I, I know we talked about that play that took place in the San Francisco yeah. Dallas game, and it really probably chaps your ass and all that other stuff. I'm just wondering, do you think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to hang with Dak Prescott? Yes. I know his contract is prohibitive when you when you talk about moving him because he's got an $89 million uh, dead cap hit this year if they moved him, but I guess after June 1st, that could be Mitigated to some point, and I guess he could probably restructure or something else for Gazy. Who knows? Who are you going with? I, well, my point, could, would you go with, uh, I don't know, Tom Brady? What? Would <laughs> you go with Tom Brady? <laughs> huh. That's an interesting one. I See, I like Dak Prescott. What about a new coach? <laughs> <laughs> now, he's not the one throwing the balls. No, he's not. I mean, and that that first interception. Well, let me let me ask that you first this: first interception was brutal. I, yeah, I know it was. Can I ask you this though, as a former quarterback to quarterback? Yeah, okay. Oh, my picture's gone. Yeah, uh, I'm joking when I say that. Of course. Why is it that when I watched that game Sunday, I saw every ball was contested, and the Niners got guys wide open? Right. Is so that coaching thinks, or is that the players? No, it's the players also. So Dak Prescott is not playing with what Joe Burrow is playing with. He's not playing with what Brock Purdy's playing with, and he's certainly not playing with what Jalen Hurts is playing with. You know, all three of those teams. This one I don't understand. Right, that, that's a bad interception. His first one of the day was a bad in, interception. He almost had a third interception, too. That's I know a bad, he did. That would have been a pick interception six. Too. I like he's, he's not reading the defenses. And I, I don't know what they're thinking about him down there. They, they, Half they have, the fans hate him. I know that. The fans like I know, him. I know he's, he's a very polarizing figure, and I appreciate what he has turned himself into. Don't get me wrong. 
from where he was drafted out of Mississippi State. Yeah. Remember when he was at Mississippi State and he beat LSU? And I was like all over this kid. I was like, this kid is great. And he I had was Al, here, right? And I had Al call up uh, the Mississippi State athletic director, send me some helmets. Look at this. I got his helmet. I remember. I know. You were the first one that alerted us to Dak Prescott. Yes. I, I got his I helmet know. right here. I, trust me. I know. So um, I, I I admire the kid. I, I think he's great. But I'm just wondering if the Jones family, the coaching staff, all everybody in there is sitting like, is this guy going to get yeah. us past this? You know, the real question is, will Stephen Jones make a drastic decision like that since Jerry's going to be dead? Right. That's really the question that, oh my God. will he, because we don't know what type of leader he's going to be. That is terrible. What do you think, Jerry? <laughs> Come on, you have man. inside information here. I don't have any inside information. I have no information. Well, you brought us this whole thing that In Jerry's probably not going to make it through no, the offseason. No, no, is I, that why they I hope he makes it through the offseason. I said I... What do you mean? <laughs> before the season began, he was talking about how his days were numbered. But he was very emotional before the season began. What? Basically talking about how he doesn't have many seasons left. And now they canceled their interviews yesterday. Right, exactly. So what do you think that's... You, that sir, die. What is wrong with you? What is that telling us? I don't know what it's telling you. I will tell you this, if we're being serious for 20 seconds... That I've believed and continue to believe that he is the guy in the face of this franchise because of the personal tragedies he has dealt with. That at the moment's not too big for him. That's Dak. Nice Dak. Okay. And I still believe that to be the case. I don't think the coaching has been great, and I think they've come up small with their skill players at times. You know what's I amazing? Well, they got rid Dak. of Amari Cooper. They had I understand. To. I know. But the, but the point being is, like, I thought their their defense played their asshole. Their defense played great. Their wide receivers did not get open. That's what I saw on Sunday, and I saw a better team beat them. That's what I saw. And that's usually what happens. And then you then you ask yourself the question after it's over. Kind of like Joe Shane asking the question after it was over against Philadelphia. Is the guy leading the team going to be the guy that's going to be able to get us over the hump and actually be a championship team? Let me tell you, if they called that penalty on George Kittle and the Cowboys ended Things up winning that game, no one's talking about Dak Prescott. That's true, too. By the way, speaking of... Death. This is Drop horrible. dead. This is terrible. Oh my God! Jerry. No, 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 no. This I is not me. Bring these dead no, no, stories. No, sir. me, Alan, Eddie were having a conversation about cars, and Eddie made the comment, "You know, the next car I buy it." And Alan, and I had the same thought. You're not saying it's gonna be your last, is it? Before you die. <laughs> the two of us. The way Eddie started to phrase it was very like it was morbid, like. That's wow. not where he was going, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Drop dead. Are you worried about uh, Eddie making it through the spring? No, Eddie's uh, Eddie's in great health. Drop dead. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the next car that you get, will it be a gas car or will it be filled up with canola oil? <laughs> I'm just hoping I can buy one more stick shift. Go away. Oh. Joey's got a used one. Yeah, I was going to say. True. You could just get a used one. because It's jamming battery cars down your throat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, an update, Jerry. Yeah. We're brought to you by uh, Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And we're brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. So what does Aaron Rodgers think about whale sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, here he was with Pat McAfee explaining it. Well, they, they have sex up in Alaska, actually. Then they come down to warmer water to... Uh, to have the babies. Yeah, this is what goes on. You're not talking about his offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have sex up in Alaska, actually. And they come down to warmer water to uh, to have the babies. Uh, or you could be talking about A.J. Hawk's sex life. Look at A.J. All his kids are born in the wintertime, right? All the off-season love-making with, with Laura. <laughs> 
It's hilarious. Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, here was the question. Of course, it had to be at the end of the 53 minutes where they ask about Zach Wilson. Uh, and it was A.J. Hawk that asked the question completely out of the blue, too. It wasn't like they were talking about the Jets or anything like that. Um, he kind of took it in a different direction. Hey, do you have a uh, do you have a relationship with Zach Wilson? There was was it Rappaport who said you texted him mm. when he was like in the facility during the off season on a Friday morning. You said, "What are you doing? Get the hell out of there, man! Get some right spend now. some time away from the facility." Are you guys tight? Well, it wasn't a Friday morning; it was a Friday night, and he was there late. And I said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Get out of the facility." I said, "Get out of there, clear your head." Be a kid. Go to dinner. You know, relax a little bit. And go bang a MILF. (laughs) (laughs) He did not say that. (laughs) You are stuck on this. (laughs) By the way, you know how CBS Sports Network, they roll the video. So I send them the clips. And then they always attach the the video or the photos to the clips. I did send them the one clip that said Aaron Rodgers whale sex. Do you think they were scrambling to find whales having sex? (laughs) I don't think so. Probably no. not. No. No, I don't believe that Stephen Waltron was combing Reuters <laughs> or Getty Images for that. Hey, guys, what do we have here? <laughs> oh, man. Here was one more from Rogers from um, McAfee. says, you know what? If Green Bay wants to get rid of me, it's fine. To be open to the possibility, if I want to keep playing, that it might be somewhere else, I understand that. I understand they might want to move on and, 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 and go younger at a number of different positions. That's a part of it. Uh, again, when I think about that thought, because it's important to, to understand that, to have some peace with that, because there is a lot that's out of your control, um, it's not with any malice. It's not with any animosity. It's with complete gratitude. Said he loves all the right, Packers so by, by, Green by, Bay. All right, so by the way, Matt LaFleur did say after the season was over, we want Aaron Rodgers back. He did say that. Mm-hmm. So I don't he know alluded where- to Because he alluded to conversations with Gutenkunst about the direction they're going to go and I guess they are they're also contemplating what makes more sense with Jordan Love with him so and also are we at the point where what these guys say we can't take it seriously yes. at all I mean we hear this like this guy said this about this player doesn't none of it ever come, ends up being true like the, I always bring up the Vrabel thing <laughs> with the AJ yeah, Brown see, yeah but see the, the what happened there is that John Robinson traded A.J. Brown without Mike Brabel knowing. And that's why, after they lost to Philadelphia this year, Tennessee, and A.J. Brown went off against them, yeah. uh, that uh, Miss Adams down there, who runs the team, I forget her first name, um, but she ended up firing the general manager right after that game. Miss Adams sounds like a cookie company that you would grab a small oh, bag of yes. from a gas station next to Famous Amos. Let me grab a cup. Couple of Miss Adams chocolate chips. Yeah, Miss Adams chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Is that who owns the? No, we'll find it. Um, you're interested in this Derek Wolf story? Amy Adams Strunk. Oh, the Strunks. The Strunks. Um, yeah, he killed a mountain lion, right? He did. Um, it was in Colorado. Legally, he- by the way. Legally, correct. So he yes. was on Fox News to discuss this yesterday, and he went through the whole thing how. A friend asked for assistance because this mountain lion was basically terrorizing the area. He called me and said, hey, there's a cat up here. Um, you want to come help? And I said, yeah, let's go. So we get up there, and the first thing we see is a, a full-grown mule deer that he had drug across the road, right across the street from somebody's house. 
and it was and then uh, we followed those tracks up to his porch. And so then he got on it, and where they found the mountain lion, it was up on this woman's porch, and living underneath of her porch even. When she and wow. when we had talked to the, the landowner, they said, "Hey, we have house cats, and the cats, cats are acting weird." We were wondering why. Well, it's because you have a full-grown, two hundred pound, eight and a half foot mountain lion walking across your front yard. And so, yeah. and it really crossed the line when he kept ringing the doorbell and running away. That's when they really said, "We got to kill this thing." This is stupid. <laughs> walking away, grabbing the Amazon packages. <laughs> now that would be funny. Take it off. <laughs> he says uh, he ultimately took care of things. Um, was able to make a good shot. A uh, good ethical shot, and um, harvested the cat, and uh, got him out of there, and did everything by the book. This was completely legal. And he would continue on that, and then explain how he is being victimized now. CPW came down and uh, checked the cat in for me. I took the meat and got it processed. I'm going to eat that cat. Um, it's going to be. Um, I can't believe what's what's happening to me. I can't believe that going on a legal hunt, doing something legal by the book. They've, they've had 200 calls to Colorado Parks and Wildlife trying to turn me in like I did something wrong. And he would go on to say the fact that it had killed numerous dog pets uh, in the area, cats, dogs, all sorts of things. So it was a, it was an interesting conversation. So you eat, you can eat mountain lion? I guess you can. Never have, wow. but... Do you ever have mountain lion there, Bo? No, I've never had it. Hmm. I've had venison. Yeah. I've had, uh, I've had some wild boar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had wild boar. I've had alligator. I've not had alligator. Chewy chicken, right? What was that place that uh, Spank brought us to down in in Florida? Didn't it have... Oh, yeah, the uh, alligator bites. Right, exactly. In New Orleans, that was. When so was I did that too. I had that too. Was it when deep it, fried, though? Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. And right. he said, it tastes uh, like chicken. Right, exactly. And he said he could get us a table, no problem, <laughs> no <couldn't>. table. And <laughs> then you just said, uh, I'm Boomer Esiason. Yeah, right. Boom, table, private room. <laughs> Yeah, like the Excuse me, sir. Do you have the reservation? F no. <laughs> oh, that's right, sir. You never have a reservation. You can have that table in the back. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Anybody have Rocky Mountain oysters? <laughs> the that. the bull balls. Anybody? No, have I've that? never had that. Never had that either. No. Nope. I've had grass. I've eaten grasshopper. And have you had, had these crickets? Crickets because they sell them in Safeco in I've Seattle. Not, no, I've not had crickets. I had grasshoppers and I, I had ostrich was a weird one too. What about I see on a bougie menu sometimes rabbit? No, no I couldn't. I couldn't. I've had rabbit. rabbit. Have you? You've had Good. duck. Had duck. Sure. Had yeah. duck. Oh, you've had duck. No, I've heard it's greasy. I don't want that. Greasy, greasy, yeah, greasy ducks. Duck eaten. <laughs> Foie gras. No, that's gross. Well, that's remember we made Big Zoo squeeze the foie gras into his mouth. Yes. Yeah, that was... And a lot of it. Oh, oh, oh. That was a tough one. Is that thing still in the refrigerator? <laughs> it might be. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's the frozen stuff that's in there. Frog's legs. Have you ever had that? No. I have had that. Huh. Yeah, me I either. saw Shaq eat those on TV last week, and they're like legit legs. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, fog uh, Fogwah. <laughs> Anybody ever have tongue? I've had tongue. You've had tongue as well? Yeah. What about oxtail? I don't think I've had oxtail. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. Because all these things, I remember Brian Jones I used to work with, he ate everything. Like, he used to eat, like, legit roadkill well, as a kid. The same thing with Shannon mm. Sharp. You know, Shannon Sharp did not grow up uh, with great means. And they used to have to go out and shoot the squirrels and stuff yeah, like no. that and eat that. Yeah, Brian Jones told me he used to scoop up squirrels as a kid off the road and then go and oh. skin it and cook them and eat them. How about a raccoon? I don't think he ate a raccoon, no. I have never eaten a raccoon. Menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Just trying to rhyme fogwam. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Nick shot Cavaliers last night in the garden. Brunson penetrates, gets in the paint, drives another three. Rain of the rebound, head fake, back up, banks it in. He had himself a nice night. Mike Breen on MSG. Julius Randle had 36. That bucket there, putting them, or rather than keeping them in front. And then he had the go-ahead three late. Knicks hold on to beat the Cavs 105-103. Randle, 8 of 12 from three-point range. 13 rebounds as well. But down the stretch in those final seconds, Donovan Mitchell had opportunities. Randle says we took care of him. He's a great player. Uh, He made a lot of tough shots, obviously, in the fourth quarter. Um... Just got to know, you know, the scouting report knows tendencies. Um, I kind of knew what he wanted to get back, get into uh, on that last shot, and I just tried to force him to our big. And he did lock up with his groin, as we discussed earlier, meaning Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad for him. I mean, it was a big play in the game, but, I mean, that's just embarrassing. As good of a player as he is. It could have been more embarrassing. Could have been in a hotel room with firemen coming after him. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, months July through October on the fireman's calendar with no shirts on and suspenders with their pecs. All sweating. It's terrible. Here's Donovan, though. Nice job by Randall tonight. Enjoy this monster game. You know, it set the tone for us in the first quarter. I think he had 17 in the first quarter. So he's, his rebounding has been off the charts the you last yes, you know, do you remember yesterday when you were talking about Bill Cower and I couldn't get a shirtless Bill Cower out of my head yeah, with yeah, his yeah. nipples? Right, right, yeah. Anytime a fireman comes up or someone locking up, all I think about is you naked in a bed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The right. Gansevoort. Yeah, it was the Gansevoort, yes. Yeah. Yep, and I was hyperventilating and I could not move my fingers and I could not speak. All because you took boner pills. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That is a true story. From a gas station. <laughs> it's the only thing that didn't get stiff. <laughs> Everything else did get stiff. <laughs> you think about the irony there, it's true. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Nets in Philadelphia tonight. Scott Rowland into the Hall of Fame. Rutgers beat Penn State 65-45. St. John's in action tonight at Creighton. You got UConn Xavier tonight. And the Devils get two late goals from Dougie Hamilton. One to force over time. year, man. Having a great year. He's having a really good year, too. Uh, and they wind up winning in overtime. He scores the game winner 3-2 over the Golden Knights. Rangers in Toronto tonight and the Islanders in Ottawa against the Senators. Hi, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I was so mad at you yesterday. I really was. No, 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 I'm talking to you. Talking to me. I was so mad at you. mad at me? So yesterday, I get on the Peloton. That a boy. And as I'm on this Peloton, for the first time since March of 2021, I am sweating. I am out of breath. I am doing all the things that the instructor is telling me to do. And I'm grunting. And all I'm thinking about is you. Did you look at Leanne Hainsby? Because that's who you need to be uh, watching. Kendall right. Tool. Kendall yeah, Tool. I, like I love Kendall Tool. Okay. So, of course, I have to go right back to Kendall Tool. I mean, uh, those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so, um, I'm doing this, and I'm just I'm just replaying in my head over and over again, you going, and it's like in slow motion now, and I replay it in my head, you turning to me and going, 
we're going to do the 40-mile bike tour again this year. <laughs> so you're going to get in, and you're going to do it, Biggs. And I'm like... <laughs> it's like a nightmare. Uh, sure, I'll do it again. Uh, and I'm thinking, like... I'll, it'll give me motivation to get in shape, which is exactly what's going on. But, like, I, I was sitting there with my legs pumping going, I cannot believe that I'm doing this again. Now, the last time I did it, I did have a sense of accomplishment when I was done. But it was miserable because it was raining and 48 degrees. And it was windy, too. And it was just like, oh, it was just raw and wet and cold and whatever. Now, I got done with it. I was like, great. I'm done. It's a sense of accomplishment. I got my little medal at the end. And I told you then, I was like, I'm a one and done, man. I'm a one and done. I'm only going to be getting older. And then you said, we're raising money. I want you on my team. Team Boompa. Get somebody from Sable who can raise money. Sal. Sal Graziano. Yes. And he ended up doing it. And he set up all these fundraisers. And I was getting into it. I'm like, all right, this is a good thing. This is good. Until I got on that bike yesterday. Well, you like, know what? Oh, oh. You got to go in slow, man. You got to go like 10, do a 10-minute ride. I did a 20-minute ride. All right, 20-minute ride. I did a 20-minute low-impact ride, and I got off that thing like <laughs> gasping for air. Well, this kind of shows you just where you are in your exactly. life physically, and this is a good thing for you because I know you're going through uh, you know, a rough month right now with your dry January and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, so this is a good way for you to get ready to kick it into gear in high gear when comes springtime. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I got to look, look at the photos. Of the bike tour, we did it last year. It was great. That's the beautiful day we had last year. Yeah, which looks great, and everybody's going slow there. I feel like we were going way faster than that when we were going because everybody wanted to get it done with. Because and you can see Al stuck in his car. Also, <laughs> ah, that's yes. right. Yeah, that was that day. And by the way, yeah, mm -hmm. this is a tour. It's not a race. I know the race for us is how much we're raising against the other twenty-two teams that are part of Team Boomer overall. So. Right now, we are in the lead, which is great, which is which is awesome, and that's that number is going to continue to grow. Um, yeah, I just for me, we were we were going fast a few years ago in 2019. We were we were flying. Well, because you it, thought it was the Tour de France. Well, I, I mean, like, and then you tripped and fell over some European guy, and he's yes. screaming and yelling. That's yeah. how it started. Yeah, yes, that's how it started. And then the, the the worst part about this this whole thing when I did it, so it finishes up. Going up the Verrazano Bridge, which is the hardest part of the whole thing, because it's like straight up. So, I'm going up, and then people are flying by me, and they're actually being like encouraging, like, come on, man, you got it, you got it. You know, these real like cyclers. So finally I get to the top of the hill, and I coast down, and we're, we're, we're end, and we end in this virtual paradise because what's there are there's water, there's food trucks, there's beer, and I'm like, we made it. I'm done and we made it. So what do I do? I go to the food truck. I eat this giant burrito. <laughs> I suck this burrito down in five seconds. Yes. Then I get a beer and I chug the beer. Then I get another beer and I chug the beer. And I'm like, oh, man, I did it. And I feel good now. Then I get told, yeah, it's another 10 miles to the Staten Island Ferry that you got to ride. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> 
Oh, they, they, they moved that. They shifted that now. So you don't have to do that? You don't have to stop at that park. You know, we can go right to the ferry. I'll probably have our Team Boomer truck over there. We'll have a couple beers before we get on the ferry. Okay, so you so don't, don't have to ride the other 10 miles well, of the you ferry. Gotta, that's a part of the 40 miles. They, now what they did is they took it and made it a part of the 40 miles. Oh, okay. So, so you know, but once you get over that Arizona Bridge, you still have, I think, I, I want to say like three or four miles to go or five miles. Oh. So, you know, you feel like you get over that bridge, you're like, okay, thank God I got over that bridge, but no. No, it's not over. You still got it's a little bit of a ways to go, but it's, it is a great, I mean, it is one of the awesome experiences that I've I've had living here in New York, being a part of that bike tour. It's kind of like when we used to have our uh, 10K in Central Park and watching 10,000 people come out and yeah. snake and run in that in that. Uh, uh, by, uh, that was the Run to Breathe uh, event that we had. Sure. This is great. This is really going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have we're going to have 110 Team Boomer riders. That's the great part of this. We're going to have a, an enormous team. Yeah, which which is and it was awesome. The last time we did it, we had a whole bunch of people. We're going to have more this time. So. Yes, and Brandon Tierney put his team. He's got his team together. I don't know how many Eddie did. Brandon, reach out to you about your sister or no? Uh, no, my sister's on one of your uh, board members' teams. Oh, she is. Okay, good. All right, great. Yeah, and I know he was reaching out to some other people around the radio station, BT, to do this, and Pete Hoffman's doing it. Oh, with great. Him. And he also reached out to Sal Licata, but Sal Licata is very, very weary of this thing. What about Roscona? Brian Roscona? Yeah, what about him? <sighs> Would he want to do the 40-mile bike tour? It's not that hard. And it's a great thing. It's a fun thing. Let me thing. tell you something. It, if you don't... I was in really good shape at that time in my life, and I was doing the Peloton, and it was still difficult for me. If you're not training for this... No, and, you're totally overthinking it. No, let's no, go to, no. Let's I'm go to Dan and Glencove. Dan, talk to him, my man. Will you talk him off the ledge, please? Boomer, Geo, thanks for taking the call. Yes, yeah. sir. What's up? Well, Gio, I'm a uh, semi-professional cyclist. I, uh, I'm also a sanitation driver, so I ride my bike to work uh, each way every day. I ride 70 miles a day. And you're in the same boat as almost everybody that gets into biking. You're totally overthinking it. There's nothing. I listen to uh, to all these different shows, and uh, Sal in the morning is overthinking it. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah, but I did. But I did it. But Dan, I did it already, and it was hell. Like that's because it was raining that day. It was a tough day. So who says it's not going to rain again? Oh, well, hopefully it won't. Oh, it was not. I mean, but it that was, was tough. a rough day. And, and by the way, you know that was the sense of accomplishment because it was raining, it was cold, and you know we were doing shots as we were approaching the Arizona Bridge. Yeah. So if we get a nice day, maybe it'll be different. But mm. but I mean, that's make sure you have your flask. Just in case. I'll have my flask. I'm going to do all sorts of stuff. Like, I'm going to be, like, super stretching. I'm going to do the car bloating the day before. I'm going to have all sorts of stuff on me. I'm going to also, like, tape my my uh, ID and an insurance card to my forehead just in case I <laughs> collapse. I just get bog tags. Yeah, I should do that, too. Yeah, right, that would be three and a half miles from the bridge to the ferry, by the way. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. 
Not bad when you don't. When you're coming over that bridge, once you finally get to the top of it and you take a couple photos and everything, and then you start going down, it's like from that point on, it's it's easy. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm doing it again, and I'm doing it for you. Man, I'm 60 years old, and I did it after booming celebration last year. I understand, but you are you have this professional athlete mentality that I could never have. I've tried to bring that that mentality out in you. You know, you were a baseball player and a football player at Bellport High School. That's right, and I did. You did in 2019. You yeah. got that out of me, and I did that whole thing. I'm going to get it out of you this year, too. And you're doing it again. Like, while I was doing this Peloton ride, and I'm looking at Kendall Tool, and it's her body and your face on it. That's all I could see <laughs> was her face or your face on her body. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Boomer and Geo on the I fan. I FaceTime you, and we could do Peloton together if you'd like. We did that during the pandemic. Remember yeah, that? but we can Peloton together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not interested. And you can put the you can put your phone right on the top of the Peloton. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Nah. I don't no, think okay. so. No. I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> oh, really? That's an incentive. <laughs>